Is it a great day or what? Yes. My gosh, it is a great day. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you're more awake than the, than the nine o'clock. Well done. Well done. Well, I am just uh, just so blessed. These are the days that, uh, as a youth pastor, you live for because you kind of I get to kind of open the doors and you get to look into a little bit of what I get to do all year long in hanging out with these young people. It's just just amazing. So as I was preparing for today and thinking about this theme of giving to God, which is stewardship, but so much more, specifically, we're prepared to talk about what it means to have faithful living as a Christian, what it means to be about faithful living. And actually, Mark Allen Powell, who wrote the book, Giving to God, he talks about stewardship is not just about money or stuff, it's 100% of our stuff to God. A hundred percent of us, who we are, our lives, to God in full surrender. That would be our target. That would be our goal. That would be the reality of faithful living. And, and my friends, I'm excited to tell you, I think that you get to see that in action today. Kind of some picture-perfect moments of how we, in our small ways, can do that. Living for God. Fully surrendered for, for God. And so I just love the, the song, The Stand. What an amazing, an amazing desire that we could just stand with our arms high, heart abandoned, fully giving it all to you. And our young people today are going to demonstrate by their declaration of their faith, that's my intention of my heart, all for you. Now you and I know if we've been doing this faith thing long enough that it's hard to live that in real life. Sometimes it's easy to do on Sunday morning, but between Monday and Saturday... Sometimes that's very hard to do in real life. Actually, one of my uh, favorite authors, his name is Shane Claiborne, he said, I grew up in church my whole life, and people taught me over and over and over and over what to believe, but not very many people showed me how to live what I believe. My friends, I want to live what I believe. How about you? All right, there's four of us. Okay, how about you? Well, I need someone prompting cards. Applause, laugh, okay, whatever. The answer is yes. And again, our young people get to show us a picture of that and, and actually teach us a little bit how we can develop that picture of faithful living in our lives. Would you please pray with me? Father, there's just so many emotions on a day like today with uh, graduating our seniors and uh, knowing that we're going to be sending them off in good hands, but sending them off still with watching uh, our students who are affirming their faith, declaring what they believe. Um, It's just a a beautiful challenge for each of us just to reflect on our own picture of faith, what it means to be faithfully living for you. But I pray by your Spirit you would meet each of us wherever we're at on our journey today, that we'd be encouraged, that we'd be nudged to know your love and be able to respond to your, your love with arms high and heart abandoned. Lord, we want to give you our all. Teach us, help us see what that's all about. Now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight. In your name we pray. Amen. So maybe like you're like me. You like getting pictures. I actually like getting hand-drawn pictures by my kids. Got them up on my refrigerator. Has anybody got fridge pictures? 
Yeah, by kids or friends, or maybe they've been up there a long time. You know, and sometimes you've got to ask questions to kind of figure out what the picture is all about. I mean, really understand what's going on. So you might imagine my surprise when I found this picture by Katie on uh, Wednesday at my house. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have watched, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street with her, but uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm like, so I was flipped out a little bit. I'm like, Katie, is everything okay? What's, what's this picture about? And she's like, oh, Daddy, you got it turned sideways. It was the windstorm on Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I knew that. Oh. Hey, a good thing for us to learn today. We're not going to get a clear picture until we have a clear perspective. Until we've got things turned the right way. We're not going to get a clear picture of what we're supposed to see in our faith. You know, and perspective, since it's everything, will help us not just turn the picture, but then it'll pop into place. That is what the picture can be. And you know, today, our, our young friends, our students will be affirming their faith, they're going to be our leaders in this. They're going to help us in two ways. First, they're going to help us rem- be reminded of the right perspective of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And then secondly, they're going to share with us, because they've been in this experience this last weekend of of being on retreat together, what it means to develop a complete picture of faithful living, what it actually looks like and can look like, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday. So we were on retreat together. Uh, Our our dive class, it's our our, uh, discipleship group. Uh, for our high schoolers, they meet on Sunday morning. We're not sure um, exactly why. That AC is getting more green as it goes. Our pictures, imagine how beautiful we are if we weren't um, covered with mold. But anyhow, <laughs> let's go to the next slide that's very distracting. Thank you. So um, we were on retreat together up the gorge, and we spent this time preparing for our affirmation celebration, and we take time and quiet and time of worship. And we're, we're working on these two things, getting a good perspective, the right perspective, and trying to experience, doing it faith together, experience what a clear picture of what our faith can mean. And the bottom line of the right perspective really is this question that's up before you. Who is Jesus? If you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're going to say yes to Jesus, you better be able to answer that question. Who is Jesus? Now, my first sermon ever... Actually, I was on a mission trip to Africa in Cameroon in 1993. It was Palm Sunday. I was so nervous. I was speaking to an English-speaking congregation in, in Cameroon. And, uh, but I had my three pages of typed, and I was reading it, and I was like, you wouldn't imagine how boring and dry it was. Well, okay, you hear me. Oh, yeah, you would know. So anyhow, but I got done with it, and then one of my Cameroonian friends came up to kind of translate into pidgin English. So he comes up. After my three pages of reading Who's Jesus, he's like, Who be that Jesus? Huh? Who be that Jesus? Huh? Huh? Who be that Jesus? And he just went and sat down and people were like, Oh, preacher, brother. Oh. <laughs> I am a great preacher. That's in the translation. It gets better. But oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's the perspective check. Who's Jesus in your life? The world has their answers. You can buy the t-shirt, Jesus is my homeboy. Thanks, Travis, that was funny. Good Lord. Jesus or God is my co-pilot. You know, we, we can think about, you know, we, we want to keep him at a safe distance, but, you know, when we need things, man, we're going to be calling on him like crazy. The world talks about that a little bit. 
As believers, we insert a lot of things into this statement. Jesus is my dot, dot, dot. We sing songs about it. Jesus is my Savior. It's true. He saves us. Jesus is my friend. He's my rock, my fortress. All those things are true. But to fully click that perspective into place, the Bible actually points to us. There's the most helpful answer to be a follower of Christ. It's Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Because I can say, Jesus is my Savior, and I'm not going to open that door maybe all the way to him. I'm going to throw notes under the door and say, God, help me out of this. I really got myself in a mess. Save me. Or, hey, when it's convenient for me, Jesus, please be my friend, but most of the time I'm going to pretend like you're not even there. You guys know what I'm talking about? I struggle with these things. Do you struggle with these things? Yes. Thank you, Todd. But the bottom line perspective check is being a follower of Christ is when you say, Jesus is my Lord. It was the first creed of the church. The first statement of faith. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's my Lord. It's not a word we use much in our language. Because it means boss. Master. He's in charge of everything. That means I've got to give up control and get out of the way. How many of you find that easy to do in life? Mm, me either. But when it comes to faithful living, God wants our all. He wants our all because He wants to bless us and love us and lead us and guide us. He wants to be, us to be able to fully say yes. At my confirmation service when I was 14, it was actually the day of my Christian birthday. I, it was my Christian birthday. Before that, I believed in God. He was off in the corner of the universe. And I was involved in this youth group for a couple years. But it was the first time that clearly I heard and sensed in my heart when my youth pastor said, okay, you got your, your robe on and the carnation and your grandma's in town, but don't say yes to Jesus for anybody else. This is your chance to own your faith. Are you going to fully open that door and say, Jesus, I'm going to say yes to you. And for me, it was a yes. It was a yes. Now, I start starts and stops in faith, and you're figuring that out. But to fully throw open that door and say, Jesus, yes, I want you to be my Savior. If you have your Bibles, it would be great if you want to flip open to Romans chapter 10. This is really, really good stuff. It's kind of core to what this whole faith milestone is about. As Paul is writing in Romans chapter 10, I'll read verse 8 and then 9 and 10. Paul writes, But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. This word of faith, this declaration, this is my faith. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And as the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. I don't know about you, but those words, those words have been truth to me as I've lived my Christian journey. Not dependent on how well I've lived my Christian journey, but these have been truth to me as I fully said yes to Jesus as, as best as I could. And I think as you're going to hear from our young friends today, it's truth for them. And it's the right perspective that then helps them figure out the, the picture of faithful living. So that's the perspective. Jesus is Lord. And it's my whole life, not just on Sunday morning. It, it starts and continues as I head out these doors. And so with that right perspective, we can then get into focus what that picture of faithful living can be about as a Christian. 
And there are a couple things I want to highlight. It's what we did together on retreat this weekend. We met God and we were met by Jesus in time of scripture and prayer. And we were met by God. We met Jesus in a time of sharing with each other. It comes down to scripture, prayer, and experience of God in community. And we were living that. And so I, w- I just want to encourage you. I think that's the picture that God wants to call us to together. That following Jesus together is about that. Being met by God, meeting Jesus, and time alone with Him in Scripture and prayer, and time together with others in community. I can't help but think of Hebrews chapter 10. He says, he said, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but all the more so until the day of Jesus coming back. It's so easy to fall out of a habit that we know helps put this picture in focus. But Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, wants us to know, keep connecting, keep meeting together. Now some of you, I even felt this myself, some of you be like, oh no, not again, he's going to preach, somebody's going to preach on following Jesus together, or together is better, or whatever else. My friends, I'll quit preaching on it when God quits kicking me in the rear on it. Because I don't got it figured out. When things are hard, I want to run away and be solo. I'll quit preaching about it when I look at our church and I feel like we're doing it better. Because I watch a lot of times we float from each other when we're struggling. And I don't know if we have anyone safe enough in our life tapping us on the shoulder and say, Gosh, are you spending some time in prayer? Is scripture speaking to you? If I'm meddling in your life, I kind of want to apologize, but not. You can forgive me. You can forgive me. Because I think this is the picture that God would want us to see. And so at this time, I'm actually going to welcome up the dive class because they're going to share a little bit about how this experience has made such a difference for them over this past weekend. So during our time together, uh, they got to spend some solo time and uh, some time reflecting in Scripture on, on a verse that spoke to them about where their greatest needs were in life, where they, their hopes were in life, Kind of a life verse to define where they're at right now. And so um, each of these friends are going to come up and, sh- and share their name and uh, their grade and their passage and kind of why they picked it. Hi, I'm Neri and I'm a sophomore at Century High School. And, um, well, actually, yesterday was my first time going on the dive retreat. So um, I actually got a, I picked a verse. It was Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 9. And it's about the light. (laughs) So it says, For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. I picked this passage because I was once in the darkness, and now I actually found the light of the Lord. And um, so I haven't found myself lately, but then when I went on the retreat and had some solo time and found the passage, I actually got to find myself where I need to be right now. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Christian Geddes. I'm a freshman at Century High School. Um, So yesterday, Chris Lyons tells us very excitedly, we get to find a verse that 
is cool in the Bible. I smiled, I was excited, and then he said it had to mean something. That, that was a problem for me. So I go off to the side, I'm looking for cool words in the back of Chris's Bible index, and there was a page bent in half, and it said prosperous. Cool word, has a meaning, and I saw Proverbs 16.20. It says, one second, um, whoever gives heed to instructions prospers, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. And I felt like this was good advice that I could take into my everyday life. I have trouble listening to the instructions and the rules that God has laid out for me, and I feel that's something that I can improve on, and really pretty much anyone can for their whole life. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. And I doubt from time to time. I think everyone does. It's a really bumpy road of faith for me. But I really felt like this spoke to me and showed me that all I have to do is trust in God, and that will smooth out over time. So that's really where I'm at. One second. I'm Mitch. I'm a freshman at Liberty. And um, high school, there's a lot of changes going on. It's it's different than middle school, and there's different people, and there's kind of pe- there's also people that you haven't seen in a while. And so there's a lot of changes going on. So I asked Chris um, about if there's any where some good pastors about changing the Bible, and he recommended one is uh, Galatians six uh, fifteen and sixteen. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not, what counts us. We really have been changed into a new and different people. May God's sin peace be upon on all those who, this principle, they're new people in God. And I picked out this one in particular because it kind of had another meaning too, as well as the change because um also it kind of implies it doesn't really matter what's on the outside as much as the inside. And so it's kind of cool as it had a, like a double life meaning. And so that's why I picked this one. Yeah. I'm Chris. I'm a senior at Liberty High School. And for me, finding a passage was a little more difficult. Going in didn't really have a theme because change really didn't feel like such a big thing to me. Sure, I'm going to a new school. I'm going to San Francisco for six weeks on mission. But I feel like going to San Francisco is something I would have done, you know, anyway. It's not that, you know, big a thing for me to say that it's a big change. But And going to a new school, I just transferred schools, you know, this year, my senior year. A little crazy. But it happens, and so it really wasn't, you know, something that was me in my life because it feels like 
I know where I'm going to be, you know, these next couple, for the next couple months and years in college. And, but I really found something in a passage because I was looking for direction. I had, you know, through the change, I hadn't really found a place that I felt like God wanted me. I just felt like I was going with whatever was being tossed my way that was God-like. And so direction for myself and where to go next in my faith was really where I wanted to look. And I found Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. God, investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I am an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I am thinking. You know when I leave and when I get back. I am never out of your sight. You know everything I am going to say. Before I start the first sentence, I look behind me and you are there. Then up ahead, and you are there too. You are reassuring presence coming and going, and this is too much, too, too wonderful, I can't take it all in. And to me, that says, God will give me a direction throughout, and that, you know, I don't need to know what it is right now, I just need to keep going, and someday it will hit me. You guys can head down. Actually, can you clap for the whole class? These guys are awesome. Oh. I, I do want to say a special uh, thank you to um, Pam Blair. Pam, Pam, wave Pam, and Todd Trinneman. Pam and Todd have led the class all year. And, and then Steve and Delia Conner, been, they've been hanging out with us a little bit at the end. It's been great going on a retreat with you guys. So thanks. Oh, good seeing you guys. I think uh, it's the boring time of the sermon. You can go back. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Joanne, for bringing them in. Hi, love. Don't I have a great job to hang out with these guys? This is awesome. Now, there are some rough days, too, and it took a little bit of convincing from the adults on, uh, to share with the students. Um, we're still figuring out those same questions, right? Right? Direction, you know, confidence, trust. But I guess what most inspires me, what most challenges me, I guess the bottom line is they're taking responsibility for their faith. They're not saying it's their mommy's deal anymore, their daddy's deal. This is my faith. It's not my church's job. I mean, my church is there to support me, but this is my faith. To get the perspective right and say, Jesus, you are my Lord. To get the picture clear and know that I need to spend time with Him in Scripture and prayer. I need to, to experience what it means to, to be part of a Christian community where we really grow together. They're taking that kind of responsibility. It inspires me because it's not just a Sunday morning thing. It makes a difference between Monday and Saturday. So for you and, and me today then... How are you feeling about that perspective check? How is that picture of faithful living developing for you? What kind of challenge do you feel like God has placed on your heart to take a step to open that door a little bit more to Him? You know, if you've spent any time this last week... Good Lord, I keep doing that. (laughs)
it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> so, okay, so. Sorry. If you spent some time this last week reading any of the scriptures that have been in our bulletins, the dailies, my gosh, I was really, really blessed by this passage from Isaiah that I want to share with you. And just a good reminder of, man, when we spend time in scripture, it makes a difference. This is Isaiah 58. It starts in verse 9. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the malicious finger, pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. You know, I read this, and this, this is talking about justice, this passage. But it hit me, faithful living is about this question, how do I spend myself? How do you spend yourself? Guys, we are so busy in the rat race, that we don't even stop to, not about money, about everything. Where am I investing my passion, my focus, my time, my energy? Yeah, and my resources too, but how do I spend myself? If our perspective is clicked in place and we know Jesus is Lord, then we're seeking Jesus on how we should spend ourselves. It's just a great challenge, a great encouragement that God wants to bless us and love us and give us all those promises that those two talked about when we are faithful just opening that door and saying, Jesus, I want to get behind you. I want to get behind you. Now, I want to close with this little statement, though, because if uh, you're like me, there are times, and maybe you're even feeling like it today, like, ah, you've got 70% to give to God, give 100% of that 70% to God. If, you, if you're just crushed by circumstances in life right now and you feel like you have 40%, give 100% of that 40% to God. Because what makes this picture perfect is not us. It's not us. It's that we're in the hands of a good, gracious, and loving God. And all we do is just give our best and He'll do the rest. <coughs> It's my hope and prayer that today you are challenged, you're encouraged, inspired to imagine what it would be like to get that perspective shifted in place and say, Jesus, you're my Lord. And help that picture come into focus about what it would mean to be in God's word that means you just be in communion with others that just means you and see how he would make all the difference. Would you please pray? Father, I'm uh, so grateful for these opportunities to hear from each other and be intentional about going to prayer and going to scripture and going into times of communion where we can discover what you're doing in our lives and how badly you want to speak words of promise and truth to us in our circumstances. Lord, I pray each one of us would take a step this week, somehow in big ways and little ways, somehow. 
precious name. Amen.